The camera makes everyone a tourist in other people's reality and eventually in one's own. Travel becomes a strategy for accumulating photographs. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and welcome to episode 108, 108 for the end of October 2019. And yeah, Halloween, basically. <laughs> so I, I'm not wearing a costume right now. I'm not dressed up as a photographer. I'm not going any as anything. Uh, I don't, I'm not into the dress up uh, costume part. Uh, you know, uh, it's just not me. Although I have done costume stuff and I love, you know, sometimes I don't do it on Halloween, but the times that I've done it, it's really kind of fun because I take on the personality of the uh, costume that I put on. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, no, uh, I don't go dressed as a photographer. <laughs> It'd be kind of weird. Uh, anyway, I'm going to get right into the show. Uh, last episode, I talked the with Mac and pretty much said that I would be doing a crash crash <laughs> sorry not a crash i'd be doing a uh, cage match with uh, ward rawson well as you will hear ward has joined me for this episode and uh, didn't quite get into a cage match so let's just get right into the show and uh, uh it's just me and ward talking tonight Hey, Ward, thanks for joining me on my show. My pleasure. <laughs> this is so unplanned. That's all right. You know, we sort of have an idea what we're going to talk about. Yeah, sort I mean, of. yeah that's true. And to, and to come clean, I knew we were going to, I wanted to have the cage match. We were, we were planning to have a cage match today. And yeah. I just did not do any homework in the past few weeks. And um, I know I had said in the last episode to Mac that we'd be doing that this week because he was gonna say, he was saying how much he enjoys the the you know deep dives and the stuff we've done in photographers and and I I want to keep doing that as long as you're up for it. Well, that's kind of him to say, but you know I'm thinking yeah I was ready to do a cage match, but I think the more I think about it, the the more I think you guy you and I are alike and uh, we'll have some pretty lame cage matches, you know. <laughs> Like, I don't. I don't like, like the way that. Just like I don't, slapping each other. Like, uh, uh. Oh, I don't like the way that photographer cuts his hair. I, oh. you know, it'll, be, it'll probably it'll be terrible. Yeah. All it right. All. Well, we'll have to work on something, something somehow. But um, I mean, the deep dives. I when we do that, and I get to research a photographer, even though I might have known him, like to just go into it and get seeped into that photographer. I really, really enjoy that. Yeah. And it's always something I recommend people who are you know getting into photography to do because it's really nice to see like you know what people have done in the past so yeah i love when we do those and i like mac having said that i mean we've gotten a lot of good feedback on those and those tend to be yeah it's great some of the most downloaded shows so uh, as long as you're up for it again i am absolutely well, well okay so we'll work on it for some point in the near future it's just i didn't get around to to, to doing any kind of looking at anybody in the past couple of weeks. And it's just been a work thing since I've been laid off and I'm doing other work, mm -hmm. a little bit of laziness because, uh, uh, you know, I know Dave Spidex says you always have time to do something and that's true. 
True. <laughs> it's like I I actually believe that, but you know sometimes it, the the brain kicks into low gear and like I don't know. So I uh, uh, so that being said, in the in the uh, you know transparency, I didn't do my homework, so we didn't we're not going to do a cage match tonight. So it's kind of like talking photography, but we came up with something, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm cool with that. What was the topic? <laughs> topic i forgot this is my show and uh, i don't have a topic but uh you, well, you I think said it, had, it nicely but uh did i okay did well you? it's it's left me uh, was it about travel uh, yeah traveling and changing our traveling and changing, changing environment yeah yeah it's it's kind of um a continuation if you want to say of that article that i wrote uh for the right. unusual collective on maintaining your you know your creative vision when you're traveling yeah um it's a kind of an extension of that but i think well you know it's something that we, we could talk about in more general terms well could you give a just like a quick summary of what you wrote i mean in, like just off of the top of your head elevator well, speech well, you know in, in the article the yeah original yeah article? just so we can get oh, okay a, uh basically it was i did a trip to mexico it was my first trip to mexico and i was overwhelmed by the place and the colonial architecture and everything and so i took pictures that anybody would take and i'm not saying that you know everyone that goes down there shouldn't take pictures of the churches and 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 you know some of the scenery and the buildings and all of that but what i really meant to do down there was kind of do a continuation of the street work that i do here in calgary mm -hmm. and it was uh, just about a whole day before i said wait a second i'm taking all these pictures that i can already find on the internet why don't I get buckled down and do what I came here to do? Mm -hmm. And once I started to do that and I got a rhythm going for how the day was, how the day should flow and so on. I traveled alone, by the way, which made that, that aspect of it a lot easier. Um, but I, you know, was able to eventually get to a point where I did what I wanted to do. And it was so satisfying at the end yeah. Uh, yeah. when I just started do, working on it. Now, that was basically the upshot of that article. All right, I'll link that in the show notes so people can go to our Unusual Collective and read that. That was a good article. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so now having said that, <laughs> the, the, the yes. continuation, uh, just going back for a second, you, we, when we were talking about the show, you had also pointed out to me like my trip that I went to uh, when I went to Hudson, New York this summer. Um, I haven't done yeah. a lot of traveling lately, and actually I was traveling with my wife when we went to that up to up you know um upstate town in new york mm -hmm. which is you know literally pulled out of the late 1800s in some way beautiful town i would love to actually it would be really great to live up there uh it's just i don't want to move further north anymore <laughs> no disrespect for any no, no disrespect northern to a northerner friends yeah. <laughs> i'm just like okay no there's two things i like i like light and i like warmth mm -hmm. so, anyway. well that's fair but i like north i mean i do like north so you know, maybe anyway, I'm not getting that. Uh, but how that how um, actually I remember when I was up there, I was um, texting you guys, uh, the unusual collective over our discord channel mm -hmm. about as how, I was when I was in Mexico, too. I did that's the right. Same that's thing. right. And yeah. I, I remember saying, uh, oh, I think I because well, we were I don't know if we had just done the, the Evans show deep dive or we were about to mm -hmm. do it or we had just done it like recently. Yeah. And, you know, I'm walking around the town and I'm looking around and I'm like, this place is like Evans-esque, you know, gold. Mm. Uh, and I said it was an I, I said it was an effing gold mine <laughs> was was the literal. Those gold. are the best kind of gold mines. <laughs> and uh, I had um, 
I was up there and I had a morning to myself to walk around and, and, and taking pictures in uh, a style I believe that, that Evans would have appreciated, uh, you know, maybe That's channeling cool. his stuff or well. but but allowing myself to just get, you know, pulled into it. And, and I wasn't doing what you were doing. Uh, and not saying one is better than the other, but like I, I wasn't taking my, my style from what I do daily and transferring it up there. Right. Although there's one photograph that I did, uh, which I'll, I'll post. It's kind of a, a combination of down here and, and up there. Uh, but I, had, I hadn't done what you were doing. So actually, why don't you tell me more about what you were doing and if you want to, like what that was about. And in Mexico or on yeah, my Mexi later trip? Well, okay, yeah. in Mexico, in Mexico, um, I started to do street in the kind of sly shoot from the hip way that I do here at home. Mm-hmm. And I found that it didn't really work. Uh, I okay. found the people down there, well, they're far more wary of the camera, fr mm. frankly. Mm -hmm. um, I think there was a quote in um, uh, from the article, I can't remember it off the top of my head, um, that had something to do with people in Calgary being um, head, uh, shoulders up and heads down, like they're just trying to get from one building to the next right, or right. doing, you know, and I'm sure it's like, it must be like that in New York. That's yeah, all I can yeah. imagine New York is. Yeah. There it was, everyone has this wide peripheral vision. So they see you with a camera and they're watching you. Oh. So I had to modify my technique quite a bit. And I, and the next article that I owe the collective has to do with the technique that I kind of really made myself aware of. I've sort of always done it sort mm -hmm. of subconsciously, but I call it shooting through where you, you just line the camera up and point it and wait for the people who are walking by to, or driving by or whatever it is that they're doing to create an interesting um, composition. And hopefully there's some humanity in it. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. And then when you're holding a camera up for that period of time or whatever, that the, the vibe changed. And it was sort of, well, oh, well, he's, I'm just walking by, so he must not be shooting me. And it was a different. Oh, yeah. There was a kind of a different thing going on, yeah. and, and, and it took a while to get into that. But it's it was really well, how long? How long? I mean, like when you say a while, like what? Well, two or three days, probably. How long were you there again for? I was there in nine days. 10 oh, days, nine okay. Days. So you had time to 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 work yeah. on a, a technique and adjust. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So that, so it was to get and and the the regiment was really cool because I'd get up in the morning, have my breakfast at the hotel, start walking. Um, and there's just, there's just a couple of main drags there, just a couple of main streets, high streets, whatever you want to call them. So I'd shoot until lunchtime, um, and then I'd have go to a you know a, um, taco, um, whatever a cart or sit down restaurant or whatever. Then go back, uh, work a little bit more till the heat of the day. Go back to the hotel, plug the camera into the computer have a little siesta about an hour and a half mm -hmm. two hours mm -hmm. get up go back out work until late into the evening mm. and then go back plug the computer plug into back into the computer again do it and i just did that day after day and it was it was great my knees are like i said my knees are like basketballs but <laughs> it was i was i was i was completely you know is it great you know if those of us that don't work as professionals with cameras day to day to have mm -hmm. The only thing you have to worry about is how you've set the camera, where you are, is the light right, and then your days are just full of that, right? So you can get sharper and sharper and sharper as the day on, as it as the week goes on, 
And then by the end, I'm like so tired. Like, okay, right, I've I've expended what I've needed to do, and I time can to go. Yeah. I can go. Yeah. Yeah. The so the uh, a few things about that I'm, I'm thinking of. First of all, it it must be great to just set up a trip where it's you know you're not um, you're just you and your camera like you were saying, uh, no family, no friends. Uh, you're you're just there to photograph, and you're not under any obligations. Like you're not being hired no. by a client. You don't have any. I, I'm guessing you didn't really have any expectations, right? I mean, other than like. Just well, I what... did. I did plan. I knew where the you know where sunrise and sunset okay, was. Well, yeah. I did time some of my uh, trips, like what time of day to go to certain parts of town, mm -hmm. um, and sort of a general, uh, you know, what parts of town I could go in, should go in. Um, learning, um, one thing I did learn from the trip is, is I think what I'll do is I've made a couple of friends from there, um, on Instagram and I'm going to contact them before about going to different parts of the city above the historic downtown. Mm -hmm. It's down in a valley. It's like a kind of a mountain valley where the main, where the main historic downtown is. So if I could go up into where, you know, the you know, the normal people live not with all the touristy stuff that's that's closer to the downtown. And then uh, there'll be a, a wider view and I can take in a wider perspective and a, a greater understanding of how the people actually live there mm. as opposed to what I think they should look like. So that's okay. sort of the next phase. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, you decided to take this trip to, I mean, was it to... You were needing to recharge. You needed to, like, what was sort of the motivation behind Well, going? my wife had gone with her her BFF on a cruise to, uh, what'd they do? They did the Panama Canal. Yeah. So I had no interest in that. I like, I've been on a cruise. We, we did a family cruise and I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever was fine. I really love being on the boat. I like the act of traveling a lot. But in terms of, you know, dropping off on each of these islands and spending four hours or a day and then go that didn't interest me at all mm -hmm. so i was thinking i'd like to go to a place colorful and steeped in history sort of like venice mm -hmm. and then i looked at my finances and stuff <laughs> well, that's out <laughs> honey i'm just gonna go to venice all by myself <laughs> see ya you know, that's not gonna happen yeah, yeah so then i thought um you know uh, all, all my other uh, most of the people i know friends and family that go to Mexico just go to a beach vacation. I'm like, that's just, I can't sit around. And I'm, for, a, yeah. I'm a big hairy guy. You don't want to see that on the beach. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, that's no fun. That's no fun for anybody. Yeah. So then, okay. So we're looking at landlocked Mexican mm -hmm. locations. And then I had a very good old friend that I used to work with. Uh, Cause I was thinking about San Miguel de Allende and she was saying, you know what? There's a city that's just uh, I don't know half an hour drive from there. They, you go to the same airport to get there called uh, Guanajuato, and it is a UNESCO heritage site. It was um, like a 19th or what is it? 18th century silver mining hmm. um, city. Is mm -hmm. and it's where in 1809 the beginning of the Mexican rebellion against the Spanish started, and the wow. buildings are still there. Hmm. Wow. Wow. And it's in a valley and the the buildings are all painted different colors. It's like this mosaic, it's colored mosaic. And then there's the remnants of the old mines there and then the original basilica and the various churches around town and there's a deep sense of history and pride there, Mexican pride. And it's where Mexicans go for a cultural vacation. 
hmm. but don't expect there to be much help for you in English. And I'll say, that's it. I want to go there. <laughs> really? Do you, in, do you speak Spanish? No, not at all. Okay. okay. It was awesome. <laughs> the guy asked me if I wanted to charge the, um, it was, it was, it was the worst translation fail of the trip was when I was in the hotel, um, the breakfast uh, area there. And he asked me if I wanted to charge the meal to my room. And I said, yes, yes, orange juice in Spanish. So, <laughs> so okay. yeah, so I was just four months on the on the iPhone on a, on a translation um, mm-hmm. okay. uh, app. Yeah. It, got, it got me through. There's a lot of gesturing. Yeah. And a lot of the young people that do a lot of the tourism stuff there, uh, they speak perfect English. Yeah. And so I, I had quite a bit of help there. But... I I really wanted to be uh, I really wanted to be an outsider, which I had some feelings about too. It was like, I love this place so much. I can't I can't be one of these people, you know. When I'm yeah. in Calgary shooting, yeah. well, and I'm the cynical that. guy, yeah, I'm the cynical guy shooting downtown, and I'm these are my people, and I'm like, um, you know, I'm I'm sort of mocking them, but I'm sort of mocking myself mm. and all that kind of stuff. When I go down there, I can't mock them. They're like, they're this is their this is this is their their country i mean right. they right. they ran out the spanish right they're the native folks where i'm you know descended from europeans that came over so i am you know into into canada and like and in the united states too right so the, the 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 perspective the feeling of the people is completely different there's this this wonderful pride that they have so how did let me ask you how did that affect your your photography because well, I mean, you're I, I fell in love with the people. You're, you're, you just said that you're not. You're a. You're the outsider, right? You yep. can You can never be an insider, right? Which is no, always something there. that, you know. I remember when I'm traveling to places, like even when I went to Hudson, it's like I'm walking around. I'm like, this is. I. I am not from this place. I am not of this place. And so, how can I, how can I record it? I, you know, how can I generally record it? But so anyway, go for you. How how did that affect? Well, for me was because I fell in love with the people and the location, um, it was to, to shoot in a way that, um, that is dignified to them. Mm -hmm. I want to show, I want to reflect what I want to reflect is, uh, is a love for the people. I mean, I, I'm, I'm imagining a book, like the whole idea was the whole idea. What I was imagining was that however many times I need to go down there to shoot to have enough material to put a book. And I think the book would be called Love Letter Go to Guanajuato or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like the longing, the lover longing that something he can never have sort of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> That's sort of the feeling I have when I go down there. And and the, the uh, language barrier was very poignant for me because, like I say, this was the first time I'd really gone anywhere you know, the, where universally people didn't speak the language, which I wanted the challenge, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, you know, like, you know, I'm not going to a different planet. I'm still on Earth, and people right. want to help you when right. you're in trouble right. and so on. Um, but uh, it, but it was really, um, I found this kind of yearning, this, you know, this strong feeling mm-hmm. of of, you know, not being able to, shoot with the meaning of someone who was living there what's the daily life there and that mm. sort of thing so Which you is, know it, it, it go ahead go ahead no i was gonna let you finish your thoughts sorry no it was just uh you know and i i have to ha- get my head together for okay here's what i 
thinking, here's what I covered on the first trip. When I get to go down again, mm-hmm. what is the tack going to be? You know, like I, I, I need to go a little bit deeper. And I was saying, go, you know, going around to the, um, the less affluent or whatever you call it, communities that or neighborhoods that are around up on the hill around, yeah, yeah. around the city, the main part of the city. Um, so I'll be looking forward to that. I'm going to jump ahead, but like, sure, not jump ahead, but, uh, so you came back from this trip. Now I want to know how did going there affect what you're doing back home or did it not? Is it, did you like compartmentalize your photography, uh, experiences? Like you come back and everybody is, like you said, you know, uh, heads down, you know, shoulders up, shoulders up walking and. You're you're now having this experience of having a shot in a place where people are different, and is that now affecting your photography on the return? Yes, or but in like permanently or ways. just like like oh, absolutely, it's growth. Really, okay. it is absolutely total growth. Um, one was not to get caught up on genre. I would just shoot the way, and if you look at my Instagram profile now, I've tried to do because of how often or how much I was shooting and my hit rate was so good in Mexico compared to what I would normally do walking around Calgary. Now walking around downtown Calgary, I go out three, four or five times a week and I'm walking the same 20 square blocks, right? With Mark very often. Right. Right, right. And it's the same thing. And you're just waiting for there to be enough people for things to be interesting. When I was in Guanajuato, it was it was a bustle. It was like a big city. It was like a mini New York. I mean, it's only some like seventy thousand people live there, but the the main the main um, roads are just busy with people and kids and and noise, and it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone goes out. Everyone's outside. The weather's beautiful in February, by the way. It's like um, mid seventies, maybe eighty degrees Fahrenheit. It'd be like high twenties. Uh, Celsius, and then at night it goes down to seven, which would be like high forties. Which mm-hmm. is, for a Canadian kid, you have the you have the bedroom window open and you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect temperature for sleeping. So mm-hmm. you had these warm days and you had these wonderful cool mountain nights, and um, so it, you know I, it was very healthy for me. It was high altitude though, it's like seven thousand feet up. Right. So no running around. Well, it takes a while. There's a lot of hills there. There's a lot of hills. But okay, so we're getting off topic. Uh, So growth. So growth. So the hit rate was so good, I I knew that it was okay or that I would at least attempt when I came home to be varied in the content that I was shooting. Mm -hmm. Like if I was shooting the street or... You know, during the summers, we have the Calgary Stampede here, which is like a big state fair, and you're on on the midway there every day, you know, shooting people. And I've got a multi-year uh, project called Stampede Heads, which I just oh. posted, and I just found another, uh, I just found another image today, actually, that I posted actually this evening. Um, Where on that I found from that on Instagram, yeah. And it's just people being people, their normal selves which I think is beautiful. I know if you're probably the subject, you may not think that because it's right, you right. caught in a moment. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just it's just capturing people who they are. Um, so, yeah, if you, you look at since, since last February when I went to Guanajuato, 
and I the my volume has definitely gone up and the varying uh, you know uh, it's stream of consciousness now my my Instagram is much more stream of consciousness as I do things as I travel mm-hmm. as I see things so yesterday or the day before I got sunlight going across my wife's quilt on our bed you know like yeah I'm looking at hey, this shot yeah. that yeah. looks cool you yeah. know like okay yeah. I will get that um, so, so I'm just trying to do different things it may not be good. But I think at the very least it can be interesting, and that's where I'm, I'm lead. I'm 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 trying to see more and more. I'm trying mm-hmm. to take it all in now. So if anything, does that it, answer your question? Yeah, I think so. And it 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 sounds like uh, I'm, I'm trying to equate this to myself too, because um, I don't tra- I haven't traveled a lot, right? I just I'm not able to. Uh, I used mm-hmm. to actually, um, but when I used to travel, I was mostly shooting stock, and so I wasn't going with this mindset of trying to get into a culture or do something new. I was really out there like, let me grab pictures that are going to sell, you know? And so mm-hmm. uh, at least that's what I remember my mindset being. But the closest I have is this is this trip to Hudson, which is literally, it was just a weekend, not even a full weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what, what happened to me when I came out of that? But I remember when I went, I was I was in a mindset of I, I really think these deep dives actually going back to that that we've done have really helped me to to in my mind uh, or in my uh, creative oh, it's gonna sound kind of wishy washy that creative say it vision but my creative soul my creative DNA or something like that yeah the 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 doors have opened up a little bit I think this is kind of the same thing you're talking about like mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden I can start looking at things. Uh, if I'm studying a photographer, or I'm going to a museum and looking at you know art or something like that, and I, I just open up to it, I can come back and see how does it translate to my own work. And suddenly, you know what it's like? It's like learning another language uh, or in some sense yeah. getting a taste of another language. All of a sudden, things start to like, oh, wow, I look at this thing in a new way. I haven't seen that. And yeah, maybe I can take a picture of it or something. Uh, actually, I remember, sorry, this is sideways a little bit but i take a when i took a geology class um after school uh, it was a you know just a adult education class mm-hmm. all of a sudden after i finished that class i looked at rocks a lot differently suddenly they were speaking mm-hmm. to me like yeah. it, it was like that kind of thing like yeah so uh yeah so uh you know if we did the evans deep dive and i you know i've always loved them but i never really de- you know went into his work and, and read about them that stuff sinks in and suddenly I'm looking at my own neighborhood and I'm like, oh, look at this. Like this is right. maybe how he would have seen something. And I'm walking around my own neighborhood. I think you even shared those pictures like after. Yeah, it was after we did the dive. And yeah. I was like, I was posting pictures up that were like, you know, I mean, you know, of course it might be like I'm just, you know, in that uh, in that mode. Like I want to take pictures like him or I want to copy him or I want to emulate him, whatever you want to say. But yeah. It, it was just like that door opening and it was like a flood of right well just before before we we talk more about when you got home uh-huh. what what happened to you when you were in hudson like what we i don't think we really talked about that oh. what were you doing i mean just you're you're saying you were like walker or or, or trying to emulate walker evans or whatever but in terms of the subject and what were you doing what were you what were you thinking when you were on the street Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh, well, you know, I, I I will start with what I was not thinking, um, which has always been a pleasure since I've stopped doing commercial photography. I wasn't thinking about how to uh, make an image make money. 
or or do something mm. like you know or or a scene i shouldn't say an image you know looking at a scene and say how can i make that into something that i should say maybe not money but like something that's useful yeah like so i wasn't looking at things like that uh that's what i wasn't looking at what i was thinking of was i i felt hmm, i felt a sense of time travel okay number one okay okay uh also i'll, I'll get into that in a second uh, also, I, you know, given that we have these mirrorless cameras and, and, you know, I can see in black and white now through the cameras, but I was looking at things without looking at my camera and seeing them, seeing things monochromatically, or, or I was able to see things a little bit better, which I haven't been okay. able to do. Uh, I've always had, a, I've wow, always had trouble. that's big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, that might've tied in with, you know, looking at, been looking at tons of old pictures and mostly black and white stuff. And, you know, maybe re, kind of retraining my eye in a sense, because I had been shooting, I've been shooting color, you know, for zillions of years now, mm-hmm. uh, again, because that was commercially what I was doing. Uh, and I just didn't really have a, uh, even my street photography, most of it is, you know, uh, if you look back at my Instagram, my earlier stuff, it's all black and white. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've only had a couple of people say, when are you going to post color stuff? And I was like, oh, yeah, you actually try color and see what that's like. You know, and now I've been, I've opened that door a little bit, but so I'm walking around Hudson, and the light is, um, when I can't remember what I was doing, it It was a Saturday morning. I think that's when I was texting you guys. Mm-hmm. It was a Saturday morning. It was a Friday. No. No, it was a fr- I got there on a Friday, and I had some time in the, right, it was a Friday afternoon. Because I had time in the afternoon to uh, to start walking around before I had to go to dinner or something like that. So and my wife, she was sleeping at the hotel. So I walked around, and the light was in a certain way. Uh, it wasn't overly sunny. It was kind of hazy. And, and the buildings were in a certain way. And I was like, I can see this now in black and white. Like, mm. And so then I set my camera to black and white and I was able to shoot it. But that I, I wasn't doing so well prior to that. Uh, so that was, that, was, that was something that was going through my head. The time travel thing, to get back to that, I, I find myself, this is, this is also going to sound wishy-washy, <laughs> but this used to happen in my old neighborhood. Uh, in Park Slope in Brooklyn. And Park Slope is an area, if people don't know about it, it's one of the older areas in Brooklyn. Uh, and it's a lot of brownstones, and a lot of the buildings there are the same from the late 1800s. I mean, they've been there for a mm-hmm. long time. Uh, and there was occasions when I would walk around and I would lose a sense of time. I would lose a sense of modern. And suddenly, you know, maybe it was a, a mixture of the light and, like, the buildings I was looking at at the time and maybe a smell or something like that. And suddenly I wasn't... I wasn't in, you know, 2003 or 1997 or whatever the year was that it happened to me. I was suddenly moved back into time. And this happened to me in Hudson as well. Like, I suddenly didn't see the cars, the modern cars. I didn't see Mm. the, um, I don't know, anything modern. It was sort of lost. Now, of course, that place, just like Park Slope, is preserved in time. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a modern town i mean i don't think if i was walking through a suburbia with you know mcmansions everywhere it had that same because right. it's not that's my neighborhood yeah no and no disrespect for that it's it's just those are modern and those are new yeah. uh you know even in my neighborhood where i am i mean there's there's you know it's i wouldn't say it's a modern neighborhood but it's certainly you know since the world war ii and the, but we have an area we have a couple of areas that go back to the late 1800s and i get that same sense now that's just you know nothing magical happening it's just a sense of 
being moved out of time, which then helps me look at, you know, at taking a shot, I think. So right. that's kind of a long-winded way. I don't know if I'm answering the No, it's perfect. The that's Because I, I would, you know, you kind of drew me out on what I was feeling down on the ground in, in, uh, in Mexico. I wanted to, because I, I was wondering, because I, I knew that you were really inspired by it. I just wanted to get a sense of what was actually going on in your head when you were shooting. Yeah, and that's great about yeah, it, the you it, know being able to see them monochromatically and that I I love that whole thing about time travel. Time travel is one of my favorite, <laughs> you know, subject matter. You know, if you're having a if it comes in the form of nostalgia or uh, some shot that you've seen or some old photograph that you, you know that we one of us created, mm-hmm. you go, oh man, like I'm there. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a smell or like you said, like a smell or a piece of music or something. It's like, oh, I remember when this was yeah, playing. It's, it's kind of a combination sometimes too. Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. So coming back from that again, it was a small weekend. Uh, I don't think it stuck. As much, but I wasn't like on a trip like where you were with you know for nine days where you get into this, into the rhythm and you and you build up and you know maybe if I had stayed longer in Hudson I don't know or if I had traveled around the area because there's a lot of old towns there, you know mm-hmm. up up upstate New York there's just a lot of old, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I you know I, I come back and I'm sort of thrust back into the the regular schedule daily whatever I got to do. Uh, and then I go back into taking the street shots that I that I always do, and then, you know, it it I want to say it didn't stick. You know, I really like the work that came from, literally like forty eight hours of stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, but I don't know if it, you know will it go further. I don't know. I like to keep that on the back burner. about traveling and and part of it wanted to talk about too is like how can you do this without having to go away you know how can you do what you're talking about like that you did in mexico or how can i do what i did you know in hudson without actually having to go someplace is it possible is it not possible i mean what do you what would you think about that well, let's see. Well, <laughs> you, you're reminding right me the way. Either, so. No, but uh, you're reminding me of um, uh, one of the neighborhoods, um, uh, you know, commercial neighborhoods in the city in southeast Calgary. There's a there's a street uh, kind of a main drag called 17th Avenue. They've kind of renamed it International Avenue, and the revitalization board for that neighborhood. Uh, was giving tours like they they had booked a school bus and you get in and they were they were giving tours to all the different ethnic restaurants uh, yeah along 17th Avenue mm-hmm. and Marcy and I went and it was like we were wandering around like tourists like <laughs> look at that look at all oh, that painting that's Portuguese painting I'm we're we're maybe 15 miles away from our neighborhood right mm-hmm. we're just mm-hmm. across town and. And we're like, we're wandering around in a daze and like, we're going to this Ethiopian restaurant and we're like, you know, we, we were completely disconnected. We'd forgotten that we were still in Calgary. It was that same kind of thing. But instead of the time travel, it was, we just felt, well, maybe it was because we weren't in our own vehicle. We were in this bus with a bunch of other people, with Mm -hmm. a bunch of other strangers, like tourists, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm Mm-hmm. And we were going to these places and the sights and the smells and the languages and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was all, it was all different. We were, we were definitely transported. So, you know, 
it can be done. I can, I can tell you I've had an experience in yeah. my own city like that. So I would, I would maybe start with, cause there's another project that I've been working on. For, oh, wow. It's just the third year. Um, I would just call it the neighborhood project where I go around to the different named neighborhoods mm-hmm. in Calgary. We don't have, we don't have suburbs with separate, um, municipal municipalities you know we don't have uh we don't have boroughs like you do we when when the when a new neighborhood is 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 built it becomes part of the city it's not a separate uh, separate deal so um yeah and well there's a there's a kind of joke going around about um calgary having almost the same square mileage as new york city but with one-tenth the population Because it's huge. If you look at you look at a really? you look at the size of how how sprawled out it is. Because um, you know it's just growing out into the prairie, right? And you look at the size of New York City. You look at the size of Calgary, and they're within this within the same kind of range of hundreds of square miles, wow. right? Wow, wow, yeah. But uh, so the distances are fairly large. But each neighborhood, like I live in a neighborhood called Rocky Ridge, and there's. You know, Mark lives over in um, a neighborhood called Tuscany, and there's all these different neighbors. You know, they're mm-hmm. just like neighborhoods. Um, and there's something like 300 of them in Calgary. And I visited, I've done 40 of them, shot in 40 of them. And the whole idea is at some point I'll do as many as I possibly can for residential neighborhoods, not not necessarily for industrial neighborhoods, although I may change my mind about yeah, that. you reserve um, the right. I reserve the right to change the project. It's my project, damn it. So I've been going around to do these, and I got to tell you, every neighborhood has its own vibe, its own steriliness or its own character or its own narrow streets or wide streets mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, hubris. Like there's one neighborhood here in the Northwest. I can't I can't get a good picture of it because I just hate the place. <laughs> it's a neighborhood. It's sort of like... They're, the people are so, and it's not a, it's not, it's a, like a middle-class, upper-middle-class neighborhood. It's not, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I know the Calgarians listening want me to tell them what it is. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, but I go there and I've been there like four times and I'm trying to find something and I'm just like, who do you people think you are? You know? <laughs> it's just got that vibe. Well, it's, you know, it's like, funny because you were, as you were mentioning your, your tour of your neighborhood and I was thinking like, I wonder if it is all helpful in some sense to have an outsider um, guide you, you know, and, and sort of open up those doors yeah. that you're not aware of because I mean, yeah. I don't know how that works in any place that, you know, where everybody is. I mean, in New York, I'm lucky because there's probably, a, there's probably a tour for everything. You know, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. tour groups in in Brooklyn that can learn about different neighborhoods. And actually, Brooklyn's a huge, you know, it's a conglomerate of a zillion different neighborhoods with a lot of history. Right. And I, I haven't even scratched the surface in terms of the places I visited. Um, but having that that guide or that, you know, being able to put on a different hat and like suddenly become a tourist in your own town. Uh, yeah. That, you know, that can be a, a, that can be a great way to do it. And I've been saying to myself, I've been wanting to do that, like even just hop on a bus in the city, one of those double decker yeah. buses and go on with the rest of the tourists and see what happens. And you know what? And you can you make friends there and like, where are you from? From Alabama. Oh, cool. And then if you're in Manhattan, well, you did you not grow up in Manhattan? Me? No, I'm, yeah, you... I grew up in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. So you could say if they're asking a question. You might have an answer. You could become like a secondary resource. (laughs) And then, you know, but that's good because when family comes here, Mm -hmm. um, 
I love taking them on little tours and, and you, you see your own city from through their eyes. Right. Right. And you tell them things that they might want, you know, they might think is interesting or not, or, you know, and then you, there's this dialogue and sort of like you, you, you gather an appreciation for, um, for what, where you are. Right. And you yes, also, yeah, yeah. you also see that strangeness. What is that? Well, you know, right. Oh, the buildings sure are tall here. Well, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we'll have to go. I'll go to New York City. Then yeah, we'll, we'll look at some yeah. tall buildings. Yeah, I mean, and then the how to, and then to translate that into into your own work though to somehow, uh, yeah. Because I've always wanted to see my city for the first time. Like if I could get knocked on the head, you know, you know, and and yeah. just sort of forget what it's like to come into New York City, and then and then approach it with a camera and say, this is what it would be like to see to come into this town. For yeah. the first time, or or to come to Brooklyn for the first time, or see whatever, uh, mm-hmm. that would be kind of a that would be a great thing. Because I again, like the practical thing is like I can't travel so much. I, I, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of places I want to travel to. I mean, I just there's a bazillion places, but you know now with work scheduling and stuff like that, and like you know and, uh, until life gets settled, I can't imagine going any place for any extended period of time. But uh, but I, I got to think you know you go across the bridge go into the city and i don't know you you know there's got to be stuff oh yeah Um, i mean just certainly you know for an afternoon you know and and uh, moving out of my regular circle of uh more the the few avenues that i walk around in my neighborhood Mm. Uh, even during the summer i took a i just took a walk down fifth avenue with a you know i put a 12 millimeter lens on my camera uh which just made everything kind of like like just wanted to bring everything into the shot you know and see what happens and that was a bit of an experience for me i haven't i really haven't done that i let the camera lead me around and uh -hmm. you know i found myself a little bit more aggressive in getting pictures i mean i was still by the hip but like i felt i didn't feel too bad about like sticking cameras into people's faces Um, no and and i became like almost became a different person you know like and I'm, I'm you are. You're the, the you're the tourist. Right, right. And you know, the, I'm guessing that's what it happened to you when you were in Mexico. Like you became somewhat yeah. different, right? Well, you no, I to... was very different. I'm the now. Uh, you know, I'm the visible minority there, and thank God. You know, like mm-hmm. I was the guy who was the 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 big white guy walking around with the camera. I was something of a stereotype, and um it was uh, i thought it was a great experience for, for me anyway to be you know you know compared to being in calgary being who i am here yeah yeah which is a, co- a common thing and there i'm you know people are kind of looking and maybe suspicious maybe not but i you know it worked out i thought it was perfect i thought well, it, it sounds like you also use it to it, your advantage too i mean what might be a disadvantage is is not you spin that around yeah yeah, I mean, there were some awkward moments, but there always are. Well, yeah, know, I, sure. I mean, you are, <laughs> you are just sort of plopped into their into their land, from yeah. Some I, I, you know, place. I don't want orange juice. Actually, I wanted uh, <laughs> I wanted to pay for the pay for my breakfast. <laughs> Wait, so. what? What was it again? What, what did you say? Again? He said he what he said because I I played it back in my head later. He uh-huh. said, "Do you want to charge breakfast to the?" Because he said, uh, "Yeah, do you, do you want to charge breakfast to your room?" And then. I thought because he was pointing down at my, at the table, and it, I thought he was pointing at my glass, uh-huh. and I went, "Yes, yes, orange juice." <laughs> that might have to be the. And then he just walked that. away. He just walked away, and I thought, "I, I think I missed that one." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
So, so. for more, uh, let's see this. Um, trying to how to how to angle this a little bit more back towards photography. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, no, I think the thing is, I, I mean, when we go somewhere, mm-hmm. we are uh, a different person and we're perceived differently than we are at home or when we're at work or or going in between the two mm-hmm. and that i think that experience is fundamental to when we are expressing ourselves with photography how do, because we are a different person how do we handle the camera how what are we shooting what's what are we looking for mm-hmm. um and that you are uh, that kind of disconnected out of your culture out of your neighborhood um, what do you see? What is what what is attracting your eye? And do you and, think and, okay, and shoot? Sure. Yeah, in the work oh. that you end up coming out with, maybe maybe less so in your case, maybe more so in my case, is uh, an anomaly anomaly compared to what you usually do. Like I think for me, you know, if you look at the stu- if you look at the work, like here I am shooting gritty street shots, and suddenly I've got this you know uh, thing for like old architecture, you know. And how do the two connect? Whereas, you know, if I look at your work, uh, even before you went to Mexico and after you went to Mexico, you can kind of see that it's, you know, you're in the same ballpark, you know, yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And is, is um, I don't say if one is better than the other, but um, what do we say about that? Like, you know, I look at this well, work. Well, like, we're looking at different things. Like, I don't really have much access to old architecture, right? The city's, you know, just a hundred and something years old. The neighborhood that I'm sitting in right now is only 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all pretty new. It's just what we have access to and what we do with what we do, what we what we can see at any particular moment. Right, but you you know, take all your shots and you throw them in a book and you mix them up. And if it's the mm-hmm. Mexico stuff or the Calgary stuff, yeah. it's not going to look like it'll be like okay, fine. But yeah, you know, put my stuff in a book and it's like the two things are not going to mix. You know and you know, here I am doing this little one-off kind of thing, you know, shooting architecture in black and white. Okay, great. Maybe I'll do more of it, you know, at some other point. But it's not what I usually do. And, like, how do we fit that into the whole, you know, you know, look back in time and look at all the photography that I've done. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's, look at this. He was a commercial photographer. And then he was doing street photography. And like, oh, what the heck is this? All of a sudden. Uh, now, now he's back to, you know. Yeah, you but know, you're 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 think you're in somebody else's head. I think <laughs> I, don't, well, uh, I don't care if what I'm shooting is okay, is that's different important. than than uh, you know. Um, I can't I can't rem- oh, I can't re- I can't remember who was it said uh, something like um, what other people think is none of my business or something something like that. <laughs> I forget I forget what it is. Well, um, that's important. But yeah, I'm always going to be I'm always going to be in in. Um, novel circumstances where the pictures that I'm going to take or the subject matter I'm taking is not uh, not like what I normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've no interest in being normal, as anyone who knows me for any period of time would attest to. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like I like the departures. I like the successes. I like the failures. I I take it all in. Um, yeah. Okay. You 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 found it meaningful, right? Like yeah. you're doing your your you're putting getting your Evans on, right? <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you want to call it. And uh, it yeah. you you feel like you're in a community. You feel like you're shooting back in the 30s and the 40s. I think okay. that's great. I'm glad you pointed I'm, that out. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. I'm, but I'm with glad you, man. Pick that up on me because I you know, I 
I even just what I'm saying, I'm thinking about what someone else is thinking, and and you're just reminding me that it doesn't really matter. And uh, no, yeah, but uh, you know, I want to make sure we get this in because I, like I wrote it down in the notes, but to bring back the historical part of this a little bit, you know, as we were doing all the deep dives and I was finding like these early 20th century photographers, like so many of them decided to hop on a boat and go to France and and do something there and then come back <laughs> with something new or some change in 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 uh in what they were doing and you know like evans uh i'm just going to use him as an example because it's the one that's in my top of my head but like he's shooting one way you know in new york city and then uh was it just must have been it was before world war ii and he hops on a boat and goes to france hangs out with a bunch of uh artists there and stuff like that and comes back and he's doing a whole different he's he has a whole different mindset of work you know and, and then it's happening across the board with a lot of these. And I, you know, it was very inexpensive to go to France. And probably France was probably like the, I'm not an art historian, but I'm thinking like that's the main sort of hub where, where, you know, like you would go learn art, maybe move to different places in different parts of Europe. Mm -hmm. But that would be like the, where the boat's going to land for you. Yeah. And, and you're yeah. going to, and you're going to explore starting there and, and move out. But, um, all these, all these, so many of these photographers or artists were doing that and, and coming back and changing their, you know, their outlook in, in their art. Um, and, you know, does, uh, do you, uh, first of all, do you have anything to think about that? Uh, in, in, is it just because it's the early, you know, well, I century think, or is it, is it yeah. what artists want to do? Photographers want to do? I mean, I think that I think those all of those uh, people are going over painters, sculptors, everyone, uh, musicians um, would go to Paris or whatever uh, or where, wherever it could have been um, um, different parts of Europe. I can't just think off the top of my head where there was support for the artistic endeavors, mm -hmm. where it was safe to do that and where you could sit and talk to people who were in it. You know, you could talk to people in different disciplines and get ideas. Like I watch um, uh, on TV, I watch these shows where they interview actors or whatever. I never really care about um, m movies and, and actors in particular, but I like to hear about the thought process around creativity. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think when these folks were going back over there, um, they were... You know, how do you solve this problem? How do you solve that problem? So I'm just imagining yeah. this. Yeah. But in, in a safe place where you're in the southwest United States and you're shooting pictures of the desert or whatever, like I, maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe, uh, you know, if I go to Paris and talk to somebody, who, <laughs> you know, well, Paris, like it's, it, just, it's a, just a different reality and, yeah. and a community. I think maybe it's just the community of of folks who are all chasing after art. So let me ask you this. Then coming back to your trip to Mexico, uh, did it solve some problems for you when you came back? Like, or did you even know you had any problems? Were there no problems? Was it just something? But did it solve something for you? Oh, we're getting into Gary Winogrand ter territory here. He talks about problems. <laughs> What's the problem? What's the problem you're trying to solve? Um, well, the whole thing was, I mean, I, I, I set an objective, and that was to shoot this what I imagined would be a beautiful city, which it turned out to be, and exceeded my expectations. Mm -hmm. Oh, I solved that problem. Would I go back? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think the real issue was, and I didn't know what I was going to shoot. I didn't think my 
the product or the work that I was doing would be as humanistic. I don't know what the right word is, but reflecting humanity much more than I thought I was capable of. Mm-hmm. So it kind of blew away original expectations. So really my only real, when I was getting off the plane down there, um, my only real expectation was to try and continue this street work or whatever it was that I was trying to do in a different culture Mm -hmm. and hopefully learn something and be part, uh, you know, be in a a, a amazing, different, beautiful, colorful place, Mm -hmm. which I did. Um, I don't even know if that answered your question, but (laughs) (laughs) but that that was if there was a problem. um, You know, problem in quotes too. I mean, there's there's not real problems. They're just things. Yeah, objectives. We're puzzling over, you know, in some way that that where we are in our place, whether it's physically or in you know a time period, we we can't. We have a hard time solving, but but changing our. Our location, changing something in a kind of a drastic way. I mean, you know, you, yeah, absolutely. you're going to Mexico with not under, knowing the language and, and uh, not quite putting a pin in the map, but 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 in a sense doing that. Uh, yeah, and then letting, it was definitely an act of faith going there. Right, it was letting the gods like, take care of you in some way, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, that is... Um, you know that's kind of a drastic thing to do, and and uh, like I wouldn't say for me going to Manhattan is a drastic thing to 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 do. Like for me, doing what you did would be kind of, you know, especially going by myself, uh, would would be the kind of thing. You know, like okay, what is yeah. that going to do? I mean, if anything, it's going to get over. I'm going to have to work on a lot of personal uh, fears, uh, you know, irrational as they may be, but just like, oh well, I've never gone someplace by myself. I've always gone with another photographer i've gone with my wife someplace you know Um, well that's fine but that's you you roll the way you roll right i mean what do you have access to if all you have as access to is manhattan well screw manhattan we'll do staten island or you know whatever you know just go just go to a different just you know go out and shoot it and it might be you know it's an afternoon if it doesn't work well you just you know wasted a day instead of you know if i had if I had gone to Mexico and it was a bust, I would be stuck there for nine days walking around. Okay, so, um, so we don't necessarily you know, there have were, there's, to put the pin in the map and, and do something crazy, right? Yeah. So, but, I mean, we should, I think, to be fulfilled, I think we should do these things we're thinking about doing. Yeah. Um, you know, because it doesn't, it very rarely, unless you get mugged or something, and you very rarely get, um, <laughs> sorry, no, was that, was that, it could happen, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 there's some kind of reward in it, even if it, it was like, okay, here's what I'm not going to do next time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, oh, I should have gone there a different time of the day. Oh, I should have, you know. Yeah. About. Uh, and, and, go ahead. Sorry. Just no, no. Just, just to reiterate, just, um, uh, you know, strap on your camera and a, and a couple of layers on your hat and, yeah. and go. Yeah. The uh to to go back in time for a minute in uh, 90, 93, 94, my ex wife and I were going through a lot of trouble. But why she's my ex wife? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's when it sort of began. Or well, I'm not gonna get into it, but that's when things started to sort of rise to the surface, I should say. But one of the things that 
her she was going to be going to spend a year in Greece to finish up some uh, schoolwork, right? And uh, this is before we split up. And I was deciding that I was going to go with her, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I had bought this giant low pro bag, like. I could have probably slept in this bag <laughs> and I filled it with all my gear, you know, and, uh, you know, I, when I was here in New York or in Brooklyn and I was testing it and the thing weighed like, I can't even imagine how much it weighed. And my, my idea was like, okay, well she'll be in, she'll be in school and I'll put this backpack on and I'll wander around, you know, Greece, like take buses someplace or go on the ferries to different places and like I had all these high ideas and I'm so glad that I didn't do that. Uh, mainly because, well, because there would have been a relationship issue. We were having the issues anyway and I would have been probably stranded someplace and, you know, somewhere. And I didn't speak Greek at the time. I didn't speak Greek mm-hmm. now, but I, I was learning it. Uh, but I could, I could have just imagined that uh, that photography would have been like secondary to like survival, to like trying to figure right. out what I'm doing and not... And not been able to be fully present to to uh, take the pictures. Plus, I was probably been doing more stocky kind of things. But regardless, um, right? But, but you would have a year there, right? That I would was, have had a year. Yeah, I mean, maybe I would have had some time to to settle in. But uh, I'm in in a sense that was a good thing. It didn't happen. I didn't I didn't right. go and yeah uh, for all other reasons. But uh, like that idea of like putting on a backpack now. I mean, it's just you know, uh, 20, 20 years. Was it ninety four? Yeah, twenty something years now. Uh, to do that now, mm-hmm. it's, it's just I've had that much more time. I'm not that younger person for the adventure uh, as I was. Uh, I would like to do uh, be more adventurous, but it's not. I don't think I'm going to do that. I mean, I probably would rather go with somebody. But right. uh, I don't know. Like hearing what you're doing, and it wasn't like it wasn't so bad. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> wasn't so bad, and it wasn't as expensive as I thought it was going to be. It's all that's all in the article. Yeah. Um, yeah. The things that I learned. Um, there, um, from a practical point of view, there's like a top ten list or something I put at the end. Yeah, and the um, and the camera being sort of the, I don't know, I, the, the, it can be the helper, the, the what brings you out. What uh, like if I had well, uh, yeah, it's the, my connection to people because you know I am a computer nerd mm-hmm. by day, <laughs> and there I was not. I was the guy documenting. Not just my trip, but the people, mm-hmm. and and I, you know, there was a transformative aspect to it. Yeah, and I worked, I worked as hard or harder than I would. Oh, I certainly worked. There was more labor and intellectual capital and exhaustion and all of that expended in those nine, ten days um, that I would do, you know, on a you know a bad work assignment mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like. The whole thing about what is it? What do they say? Working something you're not interested in is stress. Working something that you love is passion. Whatever. Right. It was like the passion side. Right. It's not work actually. No. It doesn't even feel like it. Yeah. But you are expending a lot of effort, and just by how soundly I slept every night. Yeah, and you probably push um, yourself a lot further than you would on a than if it was a work job. I mean, because you just you finally have to say to yourself, okay, now I got to stop because I got to go to sleep. Yeah. You know, something. Like but that. I did. I would review what I added to the catalog every night. So mm-hmm. every, yeah, every night, um, before I went to bed, went through and like this work, that didn't work. Okay. We're going to go this time of day. Okay. And it was not, I didn't, I'm not uh, so fastidious that I'd actually write notes. Uh-huh. 
Um, but I would make myself aware, okay, so first thing in the morning, I'm going to start at this end of town, more work my way down, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was amazing. It was just, um, a different, a different reality. Um, and I, uh, I would do it again in a heartbeat for well, sure. It's nice to have a different reality once in a while just to get out of the, and plus you have a great story to tell. I mean. No, it's. I mean, it's not just about the story, but uh, are you planning? Well, I also too, I, I'm aware of uh, uh, is because I always resisted the the notion about you know you being a visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not think I'm not, and I don't think um, you know it's just black and white uh, pixels or you know a print. Yeah, yeah. Um, the you know going back to Winogrand, it's like all you're doing is describing. I'm not quite that. I'm not quite that draconian about it, but in, in aggregate, when you look at the different pictures, um, that I took down there, oh, you, now you, you know, you look at it, let's look Mark and, uh, Mark and my book about the rodeo, right? You have a feeling about being there, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's really what I was after. And if I sharpen my perception and my abilities to document things, uh, in a different way when I go down there, uh, an extension of what I've done up to now, then perfect. Are you going to go again in next year? Um, I'm also between jobs right now, so <laughs> okay. as soon as I can, but probably not this year. Yeah. All right. All right. And uh, going by, if you go, you'd probably go by yourself again, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Or if I, well, I could probably go with somebody else, um, but I would keep the same schedule, which means you probably wouldn't want to hang around me because yes, I would right. be like over here and over there. Are we going to meet for dinner? Well, maybe. You know, maybe. Yeah. Well, All right. Uh, well, that's cool. And and I'm going to shift gears slightly, but I don't think it's it might be related to this because I, I, as you were talking about this, uh, especially just now when you said you would review the pictures, um, I want to ask you, uh, and this is going to be a gear thing, so excuse all those people who, like, I saved it to the end, <laughs> only because I wanted to know what you think about the new Fuji camera. Um, and I mentioned this because I've been listening to podcasts, I've seen the new, uh, you know, the new X, so the X-Pro3, and mm-hmm. they're doing something that other, uh, very few other camera manufacturers are doing, is by eliminating... Uh, easy access to the LCD screen on the back so that you're not looking at your pictures, uh, you know, on the back of the screen. You're kind of sort of forced to take shots through the viewfinder. Um, And in a trip like you're describing, like I'm I'm imagining this idea, like, you know, even like when I was shooting film because I couldn't review it, like you're there with a camera and you're not kind of gawking at a television screen all day long while you're taking these pictures and this Fuji camera seems to fit that kind of bill. Um, you have any thoughts about that? And didn't you say you saw the camera recently? Yeah, I actually I visited the camera store here in Calgary. Um, I hope you don't mind me asking. The, I know this is a little off. No, the, no, the, I, the I, I, thing, well, I, I have. I certainly have fairly strong observations about it. Yeah. Uh, too. So I saw it and played with it for about twenty minutes. Um, uh, for me, for. For something like the Mexican vacation, I think it would be just about perfect. Really? Because I don't chimp that much when I'm shooting on the street right. in right. that sort of context. Mm-hmm. Um, I chimp a whole lot more when I'm here at home because I shoot two or three and then, okay, now I'll go back and look. And I have time. Right. Down there, I, I don't make myself. I don't make have. So I think I think what Fuji did is they learned some lessons from the MP, you know, the one that doesn't 
the the Nike or sorry the Leica, the, uh, Leica yeah. that doesn't have a screen at all. I said, well, that's maybe that's a little bit too much. Let's let's put the little box card and you know right. the pack. I actually kind of like that. <laughs> you like that? I I'm just like no nah, no that's fine. I'll just put my exposure settings, my camera settings. Right no, I think I, that's good. I, I'm of the film days where I used to I love to slip the 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 cardboard of the film box in the back of the camera. So it was yeah, just the thing I did that too, I did. but I gave all that up and I'm fine. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I know. A, I have touching stuff. I you know, that's, yeah. I'm fine. But that idea that you're you're removing this like you know, you're dropping yourself into I know I might be starting another subject, so I don't want to go too far into this, but you're like no, that's you're right. dropping I'm cool. I'm yourself cool. into this foreign place, and I don't mean you specifically, but like you're taking yourself out of some place and you're there to do this document and like I see like when I see people with phone cameras and, and just regular like cameras and looking at the screens, you are detached from the the world in some sense. And I think even you're even one more step detached than if you're looking through the viewfinder of a camera. Right. Yes. It's like yep. it seems two. it seems like it's two steps. Right. Because you're watching the yep. world through a TV screen and then you put the camera down and you're off to the next, you know, whatever this camera yeah, you got to put you get generally you have to put it up to your face. Use the, you know, mm -hmm. like you did with film and you take the viewfinder, you take a picture and then you put the camera down again and you're looking. And I, I would have a feeling like you're just saying that in that kind of situation with you in Mexico, that would be a perfect kind of um, it'd be a perfect kind of a, a piece of equipment to use for the kind of things that you want to do there and the kind of person that you want to be. Perhaps. Yeah. Also, too, that one thing I didn't really think about, but I think would be of great utility is flip it down and then shoot proper waist level as if you had a twin lens. Right? A twin lens or, reflex. Um, yeah. You know, like you that would be a whole lot easier. And I could see circumstances you're shooting at the market where there are countertops and children and stuff where mm -hmm. you want that lower perspective or you're shooting up at buildings. Um, well, the other part of using a twin lens reflex is you can always look back up at your subject. And, and make yeah. eye contact and the, and the camera was never in between your face and the subject yeah so you have that yeah. advantage as well so for the kind of work you do that you do with that 100 uh 100 s mm -hmm. is that what you have 100 the t? t yeah yeah um you know if you were looking down you're at belt level or you know belly level and you're shooting at folks you know, it'd be nice to have for you to have a, you know, a flip down screen. Yeah, for you no, to look I, down I, at. Yeah. I'm not trying to justify you know, buying it, but I would really. <laughs> no, well, I am. I actually No, am. actually, I, I do want And I have it, no but... money, but I want to buy this thing. And one thing, one other feature of that camera that I think because I, we did, um, you know, you had heard me mention once or twice about visiting the Southwest. Mm -hmm. uh, we took my mother-in-law down to Yuma, Arizona um, last week, a week before, and, um, uh, we we hit Las Vegas on the on the way back, mm -hmm. and I'd never been to Las on the ground in Las mm. Vegas. I'd just been to the airport. If I had the X Pro Three, the autofocus goes down to minus six uh, EV, which so would have solved a lot of problems yeah. issues I had with autofocus uh, when I was shooting with yeah. my yeah. with my XE Three. Well, all that all that stuff is just going to get better and better and better over time. I mean, uh, yeah. that's just a natural thing. But I think. The, the design of this and the controversy, I mean, the, you know, I think the controversy is a bunch of BS, frankly, because then just buy a different camera. Who cares, right? You know, yeah. so whatever. But um, I do like that idea of, of creating a camera which is going to help us uh, create good habits, you know, and maybe remove some of the, um, I don't want to say bad habits, but some of the less 
uh, I want to say not even less helpful, but like maybe change our habits a little bit and get us yeah. more in touch with the uh, the process of uh, creating a picture and, and maybe even connecting with uh, that which we are trying to uh, record. So, yeah. All right. So, no, I definitely want one. Yeah, I, I you know I, I haven't touched it yet, and I looked at it, and I want one. I I couldn't possibly justify it for any reason unless I suddenly you know win a you know lottery for. What is it? Eighteen hundred dollars. It's gonna be for the base model. Yeah, it starts at twenty four hundred. Yeah, twenty twenty four hundred Canadian. Yeah, and then twenty seven hundred for the Dura yeah. colors. Uh, anyway, it's something to it's something to work towards. <laughs> but yeah, but I thought like there's there's a piece of equipment that might actually work with what you were talking about, like this this. Uh, uh, on like on your trip to Mexico and like exploring and and becoming uh, becoming something else for a little while. So, well, I did say on my first evening there, one of my first messages to the collective was, "I need two bodies." <laughs> <laughs> I only had the one, only had the one. I was switching lenses, switching, oh. switching, switching. Ah, yeah. So having two bodies would be, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, I would love that. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that anymore. I I, I found that uh, too much thinking. So. But anyway, I can see what you're talking about. Oh, look! Wow, we just we just ate up an hour and change. <laughs> I hope it cool. I hope it was interesting. I hope so. There were a lot of uh, digressions. Digressions are okay because everybody's sort of chilling oh. out when they're listening to us. I hope. Okay. Right. All right. I mean, calm my nerves about that. Yeah. One. No. No. I haven't heard anything about digressions. Although one someone someone did. I'm not going to. Someone recommended that I make the show half an hour. I'm like, there's no way I can make this a half an hour. <laughs> I, you know, then it's just like for me getting to the subject, like, okay, blah, 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 and then I'm done. No. Like, you know. Well, no, you record an hour show and you say, next week, mm-hmm. we'll do, you we'll know, do have, we'll have an hour and a half conversation. <laughs> you could, you record once and you could stretch it over stretch three. It <laughs> you know, there's, there's gotta be an upside, man. There gotta be, there has gotta be. Well, anyway, let's, let's call it for now. And, uh. Put on our uh, uh, pencil in our calendars for some point that we've got some more deep dives to do. Whether or not we do a cage match, we'll see. Um, but, uh, Ward, I want you to, to to do more deep dives with me. That would be great. So uh, I would certainly like to do that. And uh, Tourism Mexico didn't pay me a cent for anything okay. that I said. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a shill for my, our Mexican friends. I honestly love the place. <laughs> okay, great. That's fantastic. And... Uh, where can uh, everybody find uh, these pictures and you and your stuff? Well, the pictures, most of the Guanajuato pictures are not public yet. They'll, they'll be part of some other project later on. Uh, you'll be able to find some of them certainly uh, on my Instagram. And I'm Ward Rosin Fine Art, W-A-R-D-R-O-S-I-N Fine Art on Instagram. I'm uh, Ward Rosin Photography on uh, Facebook. And... Um, my website, which is woefully out of date, is uh, rosin.ca, R-O-S-I-N.ca. Um, Mark and I are still um, selling our, um, our rodeo book. It's still for sale up there. If you'd like to pick one up, that'd be great. We've got a few left. Okay. I'll, I'll link the show. that's how people get hold of me. Yeah, I'll put those in the show notes. And I'll link the uh, article, the usual article as well. Cool. Fantastic. So thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Appreciate it. My pleasure, man. So I want to thank Ward once again for hanging out with me for tonight and uh, talking about uh, his uh, photography travels and uh, what it means to uh, move out of your own environment and and take pictures and see what happens. 
Uh, it's kind of open-ended discussion. I probably could have gone on for another hour. I know you guys don't want to listen to me for an hour. <laughs> or but talk. I could talk to him for another hour. But, uh, yeah, it's always great when he joins us. And I swear we will get some uh, either cage matches or more deep dives. I really like to do deep dives because I like to learn more about photographers who uh, I don't know about. And so uh, probably see more of those than, like you said, in the cage match. We're, we're probably both uh, in, enjoying the photography too much that we would probably go at each other. So anyway, uh, the opening quotes were both from uh, Susan Sontag. And you might want to uh, check out her book on photography. I picked it up. I remember originally in uh, school, I had to read it. Uh, some people get that book and some people just hate it. Uh, I really have yet to finish the book, but I do think it's worth reading. And uh, I just felt that her quotes uh, fit today's show. So uh, anyway, you can find the show notes for this episode and the uh, other episodes of uh, this Street Shot podcast at streetshots.photography. Uh, the earlier um, archives are available at the Podbean page, which we can get to. Uh, but you can still find me on Twitter and Instagram at AM Rosario and Flickr at AM Rosario. And I'm on Facebook, still a switch to manual and uh, Rosario photo. You can also find me with my fellow brothers in light over at the Unusual Collective. Uh, go check out the site at unusualcollective.photography. Uh, we got to love that dot .photography domain. It just fits so perfectly for these things. Uh, like I said uh, previously, we've been doing pub, uh, monthly essays about photography, and I'm hoping you're finding them interesting. Uh, the current one uh, now we have up is by my buddy Mark Ryerson, so go check it out. And I'll myself be posting one in the next couple of weeks, so keep, uh, keep an eye out for that one. And I want to plug my fellow unusual collective podcasters. Uh, as you know, Mac is on Shutter Time, but still Shutter Time with SidandMac.com, but uh, it's Mac and his wife, Kasia. Uh, they are the first couple of photography, and I love listening to them uh, talk about photography uh, every week. Uh, usually Dave and his Adventures in Creativity podcast. I don't know how he's got the energy to do all this creative stuff once a week, but uh Go and check it out because you're going to get a lot of uh, creativity uh, boosts by listening to his show. So uh, I love it. And uh, finally, Brian Manier and his new show, We the Creators. Great interviews with creative people. So a lot of creation going on at the uh, uh, on these podcasts. If you like this show, uh, you can send me some exposure bucks by going to iTunes and rating and reviewing the show. Uh, and you know what? Tell your friends about it if you like the show. Uh, you know, have them subscribe to. You know, I like to get the, the show out to as many people as possible. Uh, drop me a line on the new website. Let me know if you like the way things are going. Uh, what can I improve? If uh, you've got photographers you want to talk about or any kind of questions, just throw uh, throw some suggestions on the uh, on the comments page on those things. And uh, finally, the Street Shots theme music was written and produced by the genius at Phyllis Audio. So you can go find them at uh, phyllisaudio.com. That's P-H-Y-L-A. LIS.com. Hey, and until next time, November, keep shooting and working at it because things will begin to happen.